This is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Each week, we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do this week. And as always, I am joined by David Fox. Hey there. And Gary Winnick. Hello. So, big uh, big last couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, and we were talking about the game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's all that happened in the last couple yeah, of weeks. We're not, we're not, no, nothing else happened uh, worse than we mentioning. We live in an insulated reality. We just make games and don't pay attention to anything else. So I feel good about that because I don't pay attention to anything else and I don't know about anything else that's happening in right. the United what, States right now. What is it they say? Ignorance is bliss. I think that's true. All right, so how's the game going? Lots of stuff going on. We hit zero bugs. Zero bugs. Yeah. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about it, that? It, it, but is it really? What does zero bugs really mean? You may have written about that, but what is? Yeah. It well, what, you should read the blog sometime, Gary. Yeah, uh, lots of lots of lots me. of amazing information on there. Yeah. Like to, well, I, z- zero bugs is at the end of the day we have zero bugs, right? So new bugs will be coming in because testers are still testing. I mean, I think every day probably. Um, you know, Jen and David and I and, you know, Art probably gets, what, two or three, maybe four bugs. But those are easily squashed before the end of the day. So our goal is to have zero bugs at the end of the day. So so the big the big milestone for me was, you know, going from like 150 bugs over a week or two down to really zero that were open at, the, at, the, at that deadline. Right. Um, and it, for me, at least, it was a combination of completing them you know us as a group deciding we weren't going to fix them or maybe passing them on to someone else um if if you know try to keep the load balance about the same between the three programmers and it worked at least for me i got to that point i have a few that are open that are that are really waiting on sound effects to come in before i can finish them but other than that i'm pretty much staying at zero at the end of the day yeah and i pretty pretty much feel like in terms of what i'm doing you know, I have very few bugs, and it's just going down lists of things. Like right now, what I'm doing is going through and making sure that we have all the lip sync frames in for lip syncing, which um, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but I think that was one of the next things we wanted to discuss, which is sort of that whole, can- well, I don't call it can words, that whole process, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we did decide to do lip syncing. We did a, a couple of tests um, with Dolores, uh, recorded some dialogue for us, and then we went through and and ran her dialogue through the automatic lip syncing tool and then i wrote the code that can um you know f- follow the data and actually sync the lips and i think it works pretty good it's not perfect but it's like 90 percent perfect i think and it actually looks really nice it's so much better than random lip flapping so i mean it's it's close enough that that it feels right yeah yeah i think it's good and it's it's not a lot of work from the uh, programming standpoint because it's a tool. So you know, all we do is we just run all of the the wave files for the dialogue through the tool, and it automatically generates the lip syncing information. So from that end, it's actually not that hard. I think the thing that's hard is that we drew all the characters originally with five different mouths, but to do the lip syncing, we need six mouths. So Gary has the wonderfully sexy job of going through and adding an extra mouth to all, what, 52 characters of the game? Yeah, like um, there's about 50 of them. <laughs> yeah. I've done about eight, <laughs> I think, so far. So I'm, it's two mouths, like a front and a side. Well, it's more complicated than that because the five well, mouths a, that we the had back, before. Well, there's the back mouth. 
I'm sorry. Don't forget the back. The mouth. back mouth, yeah. <laughs> um, the mouths on the side of the neck. But the, one of the problems is is that the mouths that we had before were sort of optimized to. I'm going to use the word in between for kind of working with with each other to to be sort of a credible. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to use the word mouth flapping process, which is what we did like in the old days on Monkey Island and things like that. But in order to make them match up with the lip syncing, there's like an actual six frame positions that you have to use. And so a couple of them are close and then a bunch of them aren't. So I basically have to do more than just add one frame. I have to go through and change a number of frames. But however, once I start doing it, there's enough similarity that I'm starting to now get some redundancy in what I've done and be able to grab some mouths and reuse them on other things and just change skin colors and stuff like that. Some are different because some characters have mustaches or other things, but overall it's getting faster as I go. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm excited about lip syncing. Yeah. I, I, I think the back, you know, the back face thing was perfect. It's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> well, there is an extra head bob in the back face though. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I just started, just like 10 minutes ago, started to add the animation frames to some of the ones that Gary finished you know, into the files. By the way, David, there's a spreadsheet for that. I don't know if you know it or not. Oh, no, I don't. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Well, David, there's a spreadsheet. It's in the production docs uh, folder. You can find it there, and it lists all of the characters and lists the ones that have been done so far. Great, great. Yeah, the playable characters take a little more time because they have a lot of different animations. But when you get to the non-playable characters, I think those will be faster because a lot of those only have just a single, like, you know, walk and stand uh, talk rather than having all these different animations that yeah, they can talk right. on. For Gary, it doesn't make any difference. It's more yeah, for what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, because you have to basically replace all the all of the talking heads for all um, st all, all permutations. Right. And then now, let's see, I got back from Australia last week or this week? This week. Oh, my uh, God. I think it was this back, week. Yeah, yeah. On, on yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday. I got back from Australia. That was fun. That was a fun trip. There was PAX in Australia and also GCAP, which is kind of the Australian version of the Game Developers Conference. I think that's the closest analogy to that. But, yeah, it was good. And then we did a little community event where we took over half of a local bar and showed Thimbleweed Park and people come by and play it and uh, had a great time at that. It was re it's really nice to meet people. You know, I love to I love to meet people who back the game and, you know, be able to like personally thank them for backing the game and everything. You get to pretend like you, you like to meet people as opposed to being antisocial, which is your normal state. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real introvert and, you know, doing these big functions is like I can turn I can turn the extrovert on for you know, maybe a couple of hours, and then I just completely crash. I get done with these events, and I just go home, and I just want to like be alone and sleep. So when you when you did this, did you like somehow advertise that you were going to be somewhere, and then just people showed up, or was it kind of a word of mouth thing, or did you tweet it, or what? Yeah, we did all those things. I mean, we tweeted about it, and we had it on our Facebook page. We had a little sign up, you know, where people could sign up, so we had a decent idea of how many people were going to show up. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. How, I have no idea how many people came because it wasn't a closed event, right? The bar was still open, and so it's it's hard for me to say. I do know when we left the bar, the bar manager came up to us and said that this was his biggest night, um, you know, other than New Year's night. Mm. So 
Def- definitely a lot of people came. So could you bring this stupid game back to our bar on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do some similar events when we go to Europe in January. I don't know where we're going to be able to go and stop because it is, you know, pretty expensive to travel around, but we'll we'll figure out some stuff because it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We'll be showing Thimble Wee Park at the youth hostel in, you know, Yugoslavia <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then I guess uh, the next thing is voice recording. We'll probably, I think we're going to actually go into the studio the Monday after Thanksgiving. So I think that's the 28th is we'll go into the studio. And then we're going to be in the studio for a little over a month getting all the voice recorded. And the voice will come in slowly, right? It's, it won't all come in when everything's done. You know, we'll we'll get lines basically at the end of the day, you know, that'll start going in. So you'll as you're playing the game you'll kinda of see it slowly come to life with, with voice. Yeah, I'm real curious to see that when it actually starts to feel like it's it's there's a lot of it in the game, which it'll take a little while for that to happen. Also, um you have the trans some of the translation stuff out to Boris or stuff like that. Yeah, Boris is doing I haven't looked at his spreadsheet in a bit, so I'm not sure how far he is through the process, but he is kind of grinding through it and then probably next week I'll get the translator started on the other languages. I wanted to give Boris a head start cuz I think we have kind of ironed out a few kinks in the process with him. Um so it it's nice to not have five different translators working and then if you discover something that is wrong, you know, you have to update five different translators on what's wrong. So I kind of wanted to get that out of the way with Boris initially. And I know there's been some a few text changes too since he started. Yeah. And those yeah. Are, that should be caught. Yeah, I think those have all settled down now. I'm, I, it, it feels like we've kind of hit all of our text changes that we need. It's a little bit of a pain because I have to go through and update them all by hand. You know, I have to go through the text changes and then copy the lines into the sheet that Boris is working on. And so... You know the text changes. You know, even if Boris hasn't gotten to the line yet, it's it's not free in terms of work to make them. So there's um we had a discussion online in in Slack about how do you handle beep in German, and you know what what we assume is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it, if, you know well mostly they don't beep it out. So right. um, I actually can't remember. We talked about this once before, Ron. Did we decide that we were going to record, you know, um, cursing or just what were we going to do? I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of a good question, right? Because we could we could we could record the actor actually saying the true cuss words, which are not written in the script, right? What, what, how it's written in the script is it actually says beep or beeping or beeper or whatever. So. But I know with some of the auditions, you know, the actors have actually just substituted swear words in, you know, when they when they get the beeps. So it's like we either do that and then we actually put beeps over the dialogue lines. Um, or the other thing we could do is just actually have the actor say the word beep. Right. So Ransom actually says you know, this beeping this and you're a beeper and, you know, all this stuff, which may or may not work. I think that depends on the actor, right? If I think if we can get an actor for Ransom that can read it like that and make it actually sound really funny, then that actually might be worth doing. Right. Um, and in, in case of, of curse words, Ransom, like every other word is a curse word. Everybody else has like two or three curse words in the entire game. 
Right. Yeah. It's, it's it's mostly ransom. But I think David, I think it was you, brought up the issue that maybe hearing the beeps so often might be irritating. Yeah, I think it would be really irritating. Yeah, and the, and there's no way. I mean, some people wanted like a censored and uncensored version, and that that's really just not possible. I mean, we don't have we don't have a system in place that can play an alternate set of lines for somebody. So I don't I don't know how we would do a censored and uncensored I'm version just of hearing it. hearing and walking dead that there is for so I don't give a spoiler away if you're watching it, there's a character who swears a lot and they'll they have to do two takes of every one of his scenes, you know, the one for broadcast TV and the one for Blu-ray. And and so it just takes so is twice the broadcast long. is the broadcast one he's just he's He's saying not swear words. Yeah, I mean, like, he, like darn it instead. Of yeah. that. But they say swear words in in the in in the broadcast version, so it must be really awful or something. No, it's like like the the character from the comic. Every other words like ransom is is like f something or f well, this. I can pretty pretty well guess who it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm several seasons. Behind, I didn't want so. it. I, yeah, I, I have no I have no idea yes, what you're it's talking all good. about. Um, but you know, I, I mean, actually, I asked the question. You might as well record it with the swear words because you can then decide if you want them or don't want them later, right? Yeah. Well, not not if we have the actor actually say beep. Yeah. If 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 the actor can pull off saying beeper and beeping and all that other stuff and make it sound really funny, then that's actually the easiest thing to do because the other thing that that we have to do is we have to go through every single one of Ransom's lines and beep out the stuff. Right. right. With everybody else, we just kind of grab the lines um, and the studio doing the recording. I mean, they're cutting up the lines and everything, so we don't even have to do that. But if, for Ransom's line, somebody is going to have to go through in an audio tool and beep everything out. And that's, you know, that takes, well, what, a half you, a minute yeah, or so you, the other thing, The other thing you lose is the emotion. And if he's going to say beeping, you know, you know, and just really get into it. And even if he's not using a swear word, he's saying beep, and you get the emotion. But if you beep it out with a beep, then all that's gone. So I, I really hope that you could. I, I don't know. I mean, I've certainly seen TV shows and stuff where they where they beep out it, where they beep the stuff out. You know, where they're beeping it out for comedic reasons. And I think it works because they often don't beep the whole word out, right? They mm-hmm. they they beep it out after the first syllable, or you know, they leave the last part of the thing in. So. I think it can work. I think it just it takes it takes a lot of time. But as soon as we get the additions, like I have not heard the additions for ransom yet. We sh- we should hear. I haven't heard any of the additions actually. We should get the auditions probably. Um, well, they're supposed to come in today, so I'm hoping that we get them by the end of the day. But we should have the auditions, and then we can listen to ransom, and we can, you know, we can do some tests. I'll probably grab some of the audition lines and actually put some beeps over them, and you know, we'll just we'll just see. I think there's going to be some experimentation. I don't think it's something we can decide since we have nothing but time, Ron. You know, I mean, yeah, we do. It should be tons easy. of time. You'll figure it out, Ron. We'll just take we'll take as long as we want. <laughs> Backers are cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we're all cool. With <laughs> and we don't care. We don't need to get paid ourselves. Yeah. No, we're, no, we're all, no. We're all cool with waiting as long as possible before this like goes on the market and maybe makes enough money to at least pay for like dinner or something. Yeah. Well, I think it's like it's waiting as long as you can before it all crashes and burns, right? You know, that's what I like about you, Ron. It's that glass <laughs> half something that just seems to like, you know, gets me through the day. I just yeah, think, not, not only is the glass empty, it's broken. Yeah. And it's, you, know, you got cut your hand, you know, yeah. you're bleeding to death. Right, that's that's the glass for me. 
you got some dirt in the cut while you were at it. <laughs> yeah, and we're doing sound effects. That's the other big thing we're doing right now. Yeah, I think it's, can we say who's doing the sound effects? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think it's so cool that, that our, the, the woman who's doing the voice of Dolores, who's in the game, of course, is, is also in real life, the actress who does it is, is a programmer and a sound designer and sound engineer. And so we're getting great sounds from her and, and I'm having fun putting them in. And there, there's, there's scenes where, you know, we've lived with them without certain sounds for so long that all of a sudden when, when you put the sound in, it just like totally changes the quality of it. I think the ones that change the most for me is when we get the ambient sounds in. Mm. Yeah, you know, like even like the walking into the city hall, you know, you can hear this kind of very slight, um, you know, like air conditioner hum mm -hmm. going on and stuff. And I, I those those to me just really brings brings the screens to life, having the ambient sounds. I think for me the the biggest change was the ransom trailer sound <laughs> effect. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't you don't realize that the sounds are missing until you hear them. And then you go, wow, that was amazing that we didn't notice that there were no sounds here. And then, and then also, David, you've done a bunch of sound effects. Yeah, I did. I did lots. So most of the ones I did, I think, were staying, but there's a bunch I never got to. And there's some that I did that, that were just not great. Then, and she's doing a really good job with it. Yeah, your bear roar. I bear roar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, David, but that, but that was awful. <laughs> Did you just get that off of a sound effect CD? Yeah, where did I get that from? I think I got it. No, I think I got that for. I think I got it from that the website that you use. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what else is going on? Is that it? Oh, That's the I, only I, list I, I had. I, did, I guess the biggest thing I did the last week or so was adding stars. And <laughs> I was cursing you today. <laughs> I was cursing you in your stars today because I was trying to um, I was trying to debug this this uh, this issue that we had, but I think I would, the the bug I was seeing was in like maybe it was in the bridge which had 173 stars, <laughs> and each one of those stars like spawns a thread that runs to control the blinking, and so I was trying to like step through this code, and there were 173 <laughs> threads I was having to skip over. Well, now you can so. now you can set the parameter to zero, and I could, and I could, blink. I could. Yeah, well, I probably should have done that for debugging, but yeah. So that I was did, the so. thing we for for modern day computers, it's not a big deal, but but it it could be an issue for mobile devices or for slower computers. Yeah, so it could be. so we're you know, we yesterday, you know, Ron suggested adding a function that lets us set a slider in code from say zero to hundred percent of the stars will flash. That works. So you can you we could turn it off if we if we need to or reduce them. But but it's it it's crazy in that every single star is hand positioned by me in the editor and then Coded. Are you are you angling for another credit? Star Wrangler. <laughs> Star Wrangler. Yes. Yeah. Star, 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 Star something. So, so one of the things that's interesting for me, sitting on the outside of this, what I mean, what I mean by that is, I just do art stuff, and I just have these lists of like, you know, lips to link, to lip sync or something, and then I'm watching like in blah blah blah, and in programming and in testing, and it looks like you guys are frantically, you know staying at zero bugs every day but it looks like there's like way more talking about all these things that are breaking everything so ron will have like these conversational threads about all this stuff like you were just talking about like the stars or something and there'll be like you know 
I'm going to say 50 interchanges about something between the three of you guys. And then, and then you go, oh, okay, don't do that or something like that. You know? Well, that's the other, that's the issue with getting to zero is that now every time we make a change, we have to really be careful that we don't create a bunch of side effects. So there's areas where we don't even want to fix if they're okay as is because of the consequences of that. And we can usually tell like, you know, this is, this is kind of, this area has been prone to bugs before. So going in there and changing the code at all is, is really risky. Like the elevator. Like the elevator. Yeah. I, I fear that elevator. Yeah. Elevator. There are a couple others that I would don't want to say because they're spoilers, but the, the, the give and the give object animation stuff. Oh yeah. Which that got was weird. Way more complex than the first version I did. I kept on adding stuff to it. It's much more complex. The phone, all the phone code. Yeah, the problem with a lot of the phone code is that was some of the first code that we ever right, wrote. Right. And and it's a lot of it is just such outdated techniques, things yep. that we've learned since then. Yeah. So my inclination like when I look at that code, I say, Oh, that's not the way we do it now. And I don't but I'm afraid to change it because yep. I might you know break something else so yeah that's true that's true and then the big thing we're going to start on monday is uh easy mode yeah hopefully that'll go quick and hopefully it won't introduce a lot of issues but well it's 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 re removing stuff as opposed to adding stuff in a way right so it may be adding some parameters and and setting things to certain states but i i think i don't think it's made that hard I remember during Monkey Island 2 when we had the easy mode. It actually wasn't that hard to go through. We had to be careful, but it wasn't it wasn't super hard to go through and, and do that. And then I'm working on some tutorial code right now. But I think I'm going to only have the tutorial play if you're playing in easy mode. Hmm. If you start the game in hard mode, there's no tutorial. Because I figure people starting in hard mode probably know what they're doing. Where the people in easy mode, and it's a very light tutorial, right? It's not, it's not big pop-ups and you know stuff like that. It's just, it's very kind of light hints that you know this is kind of what you press to you know open a door and and things like that. So, I should have that done by the end of the day if we stop doing podcasts, and then uh, we can check it out and see whether it's good. Because I, I am somebody that I detest tutorials, so. I find them to be very heavy-handed, and so I'm trying to do something that's that's a tutorial that just kind of nudges you in the right directions, rather than being very blunt about what you should be doing. So, so then the big question I have left, and I'll ask David first, is sort of, so how are you feeling about where we are, David? I'm actually feeling pretty good now. I think I was stressed um, right before the zero bugs deadline because I wasn't sure if I was going to hit it, and now it's it's actually going pretty smoothly because I'm I'm not getting more than a few a day, and um, it's mostly just waiting on sound effects. And now I guess I'm waiting on your animation, so I'll put those in. But it's you know there there's a lot of you know the stuff like the stars and a bunch of other things are pretty boring to do. Uh, it's much more fun to do you know cutscenes and interactions. Well, adding all the heads is pretty boring. Yeah, it's pretty boring. It's copy, paste, change yeah. a five to a six, copy, paste, change yeah. a five to a six, copy, yeah. paste, change a five to a six. <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah. And Ron, how are you feeling? Well, I'm really stressed out just because there's so much else going on with um, trying to get the Xbox stuff done. Like yesterday, we went into pre-cert. That's where you kind of submit the thing to go through their cert process, but 
you know, it's it's not the actual final cert. So um, Malcolm was working really hard to get that done. And then I need to jump in and, and do a bunch of work on the controller code after that. And there's just a whole lot to do. So yeah, I'm pretty stressed. Plus, you know, the recordings are going to start and that's going to take probably a couple of weeks of my time up when the recording starts. So that's a huge, huge chunk of, you know, the end of November and December that's going to go away for me. So I'm, I'm pretty stressed. All righty. Anything else? Or can we, can we get back to work? I think that's it for me. All right. We, I think we've, we've droned on for a half hour. So I think that's good. Ron's got to go edit this and put it up now. I know. I know. I'll do that tomorrow morning. I'll probably have it up uh, by noon, maybe tomorrow. Okay, well, I guess that's about it. So I will talk to you guys later. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Stay tuned for I Love My Cat. (laughs) Make sure you record this time. Yeah, I already started. (laughs) Yeah, you have to make sure you put that on there, Ronnie, because both David and I are worried that you're actually recording this time, even though there's a big red thing now that says recording in the corner, which all three of us should have noticed last time. No, no talking about the election. Talk about how the water goes down the drain the opposite direction in Australia. Well, that's actually true. That is that is true. As, as long as you have a large enough drain. See, the problem is that um, toilet bowls are small enough that that the just the friction of the toilet bowl, you know, overcomes the force of you know the Coriolis force. But if you have something large like a swimming pool, it's actually true. I'd I'd like to see your you know high school term paper on the friction of the toilet bowl. <laughs> Man, that was my science fair project. What are you talking about term paper? So did you guys actually do science fair projects? Because I actually won like third prize at my science fair. And I was hanging out with all the jocks. Last week on Hospital Hijinks. Doctor, I love you. My darling.